All right, everybody, welcome to the first edition. This is going to be called Reactions, and the reason this is a first edition is because this is the first time we've had to do this this year in college football. We are reacting to a season firing. And if you haven't gone on the internet today, Rutgers has fired head coach Chris Ash. Uh, obviously, we're going to react to that, but uh, we're going to be biased in the reaction. So we're going to start with uh, first reaction when you saw the news. John, what was it? Uh, I was very excited. Uh, I just want to mention, too, just because you didn't uh, say it, they also fired offensive coordinator John McNulty. So uh, that happened. Yeah. Um, I, this was a long time coming. Like, it didn't shock me. Uh what did kind of shock me was that there was no like nothing leading up to it, like no like uh like leaks or anything, which is pretty interesting. But um, yeah, yeah. So when I found out, I was actually at work, and uh, a friend of mine in another group chat had texted me and said, "Rip Ruckers." And for some reason, I I got this feeling, like you know, when you have like a feeling that you know what happened, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. I had gotten that, and so as I went on Twitter to look up. Chris Ash, I saw the one tweet that uh, I forget who said it that that Rutgers had reached out to multiple candidates already. Uh, Brett and, Murphy. Yes, that is correct. And then as I was looking, you had texted me saying free, free at last. And then I, at that point, I put it together that Chris Ash was fired. And like you just said, it was it was a long time coming. Uh, it was it was not surprising. The only thing that's surprising is that it happened now. I thought Hobbs would let him do the season. I think that it's perfect to do it now. I think that's a good idea. I think we can both agree on that, that now is a good time to do it. Mm-hmm. All right, so now the, the what everyone's going to want to hear is obviously you fire a coach. Uh, you want to know where you're going forward with it now. Uh, they obviously have named an interim. Uh, Nunzo. Yeah, and that's kind of kind of classic that a guy from New Jersey goes coaching a New Jersey school. It's been all over Reddit with a name like Nunzo, Nunzio, a real Italian name. It's kind of like some mob stuff people have been saying. Uh, but um, you go, you go. All right. So I just want to say that a few things here. I just want to say that I don't think, I mean, Ash was a failure. Don't get me wrong, but he did do some things in terms of cleaning up the program that, because I mean, we can be like, look back. Kyle flood was awful. He may have won games, but, like, everyone was getting arrested. Deontay Carew got into, like, a domestic assault outside the facilities. Like, that was, like, this was a bad – it was a bad program when Ash took over. I agree. I, I agree. Field, off the field. Off the field. Off the – yeah, because Flood brought guys in, but the guys who were bringing in were, were more of a problem off the field than they were on the field. Yeah. So They, they were they, okay on the field. They weren't the best. Uh, he got fired ultimately because of the academic uh, scandal, I think, right? Uh, it was a credit card scandal, I would think. I don't know. Credit card was Ash. Never mind. So it was the academics. No, yeah, it was the academics. The extra professor changed a grade, I think. Oh, yeah. And he got fired for that, which uh, that kind of shocked me a little bit. But um, they had the home invasions underneath him. So I think when Ash was brought in, it was to clean up the program a little bit. And when he did do that, but at the cost of just not Wins. getting anyone. Yeah. So as I mentioned, uh, Nunzio Campanelli. Campanelli, some, I don't know how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the interim. Um, the first question that comes that a lot of people have been asking is, what are the chances that he stays to be the head coach and isn't the interim? I've actually seen that question. So, John, what are your, what do you think about that? Uh, I think it's a stretch. I mean, he's he's a proven high school coach, uh, probably a legendary high school coach in the state of New Jersey. Um, 
But I just hope that that gets it done in the Big Ten. I th- but he does he does have two months to try and win the job. So who knows? You know, if he wins like three or four games, I think you're gonna hear a lot of people calling for him to get the job. Yeah, and like what you just said though, like he's he's 18 months or so out of being a high school coach, and a lot of people are saying because his brother's the head coach where Primus Catholic. No, no, I think his brother's the head coach at a uh, Bergen Catholic. Bergen, right yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, you know, at one of the big the big parochial schools in New Jersey who who send kids out to Power 5 programs all the time. So people are bringing that into play, but I still believe, and even though you just said that, if he comes out and wins a bunch of games, you know, wins two games, three games, I'd still like to see the guy you know, recruit, and I don't think I'm comfortable with giving a guy who's never recruited uh, a full-time uh, head coaching job at, at a Big Ten school. Uh, I, I don't know, because, I mean, if he does well, then I don't see why not. But I, I think as of right now, I, I think it's a stretch. Um, yeah, I, I I think he should definitely stay on the staff. I think that's a great idea to have him on the staff still because of his connections he has. Yeah. But, but um, there's also another coach in, in the similar situation to uh, Nunzo, uh, Chris Partridge at Michigan. A lot of people bring him up for the Rutgers head coaching job. Uh, I don't necessarily like it. I believe he's a linebackers coach and director of recruiting at Michigan. But he was a Paramus Catholic head coach. He coached uh, Rashawn Gary, Jabril Peppers, all those guys in high school. Yeah, and I, I'm still the same way. I, I just don't think that you can give the keys to a Power 5 program to someone who's never coached in, who's never been a head coach in college. No, but, but I'd be more comfortable, I don't know, maybe with Partridge because he's been around in NFL coach in Harbaugh. But I still don't think it's a good idea. So I want to get to the guys who I think are realistic. If yeah. you want me to go first and then. Well, you can go first because I want to hear what you have to say because we've been talking about this not only just today for probably the last two months. So I want to yeah. throw out some names that uh, that I know are different from yours because we kind of at this point probably have a similar list. Right. We know what each other's list are. We text all day. Yeah, I just um, want to make sure that like who you're throwing out because there's so many names we throw around. All right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go through them, break them down, and then you can go through yours. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna go with uh, Lance Leopold, uh, Buffalo's head coach. Um, he's a proven guy. Uh, doesn't really have New Jersey ties, really, but he's rebuilt Buffalo into a respectable program. They sent Tyree Jackson to the NFL last year. Um, they're respectable. I think they were MAC champions last year. So I mean, he has some coaching experience at the D1 level. And uh, he's been you know, he's been solid at Buffalo. Okay. Yeah, you can just run down your whole list. Oh no, I wanted you to like, break them down. We'll go like that, and then we'll go through your three, and then we'll. Oh, okay, okay. So I, I'm just gonna react to yours first. Okay, uh, that's what I was asking. Okay, perfect. Uh, I I do think that is a very good option. Uh, Buffalo last year obviously beat Rutgers. Um, they had pieces, so I think that. When I said this a while ago, I don't want to see a coach who's, you know, a not proven guy, or I don't want to see another coordinator. I think this is like a, a pretty safe hire. You know, this is a guy who's been a head coach who proves that, you know, he can get guys in and get the most out of them because Buffalo's not getting fours and five stars. You know, he's taking threes and making them play like fours. Yeah. So, and that's probably going to be the scenario he's in at Rutgers for at least the first two or three years. No, uh, yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, all right, but then I want to go into my second guy. You definitely know who this is. I'm real excited about it. Uh, yeah, Butch, I know where you're going. Butch Jones. Yep. 
look, he won in the SEC. All right, he he had a few bad years at Tennessee. I'm not gonna ignore them. I'm gonna address the elephant in the room. He definitely went out on a almost like a a bad a bad note at Tennessee. But you know, he was very close to playing in a SEC championship against That's, Nick Saban. Yep. Uh, it also brings the possibility of, like you said, Jared Garantano transferring home, uh, which would not be bad for, you know, one more year, like a solid quarterback. Um, I also think Butch Jones is one of those guys where he's been at a big program before. So he's not like Lance Leopold, who's only been at Buffalo as a head coach. Butch Jones has coached an SEC, like, you know, a, a school with history, like national champion aspirations. Mm-hmm. So I feel like at Rutgers, he would, he would, thrive because the expectations aren't there yeah uh and like butch jones is definitely one of the guys who was going to be on my list but i knew you were going to say them so i say him so i took him off my list but i i like butch jones and like you just said like if you look at that 2016 tennessee team they're i think two or three they're two final minute collapses away from playing alabama in the sec championship game and one of those collapses was against alabama so and like what you also said, where he was a guy who's been in a big program, he, you know, he's not going to show up and not know how to recruit because he has recruited in big programs. And even after Tennessee, he was with Saban. So I, I like Butch. I know Butch has actually came out and said that if the job became available to him, he would, he would be interested in it. No, uh, I agree with that. All right, so now my last one. Uh, I actually had uh, Greg here, but I'm not going to say him because I, I think I'm going to leave that one for you. I'm not going to say that one either. Don't worry. I'm oh, thank God. I, I, you sent me your list earlier, so I know what it is. No. Uh, All right. So uh, I, I'm not going to say Greg Chiano or uh, Al Golden because, uh, you know, those two guys are on your list, not to ruin it. But uh, I was going to say Jeff Monken at Army. But then I thought, you know, selling the triple option to our fan base. Running it in the Big Ten, probably not realistic. You know, it's the, probably the worst conference to probably run it in because it, it's such a run-heavy conference. I agree. So uh, I think I'm going to go with probably Pat Narduzzi. But I don't know if we'd be able to pry him away from Pitt. But he recruits New Jersey pretty well, Pat Narduzzi. So uh, I would like seeing him. I just don't know if he, we'd be able to pry him away from Pitt, especially at Rutgers history of being a little cheap with hiring head coaches? You know, what do you think yeah. about that? I don't know. We talked about this earlier, and I'm, like, 50-50 on Narduzzi. Like, I don't know. They're, like, it's it's hard because, like, there are some times where pit teams play, like, so well. Like, when they like, look at it, Like, they beat Miami a couple years ago when Miami was no born in the country. Like, they've given good teams good games, but I just don't know, like, how much of a player developer he is. Can I mean, so, like, Narduzzi? Yeah, I mean, but like think because before you say anything, look at look at Kenny Pickett. Uh huh. I I wouldn't say with a hundred percent confidence that in his third year he is much better than he was his freshman year. No, you're right. He might. He actually might have been. I think he would. I think he was better his freshman year. Yeah. No. You you'd probably be able to make that argument. Uh, I did just want to go into a quick, interesting little tad bit that I thought. Just I think by Rutgers. Firing John McNulty, I think they're not going to go in the Shiano route. Because I'm going to transition to that because that's probably who you're going to say first, right? 
Yeah, so we'll, 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 I was going to save Shiana, but we'll start with him just because it's just well, the most Well, he's probably ob- the biggest thing. We're going to spend a lot of time on him. It's the most obvious. Like Everyone's going to want to talk about Shiano. So we'll start with Shiano. I've been vocal from probably a couple months now that I think Shiano should should at least be considered to come back. Anyone who's – like I think 15 people saw the video today before it got deleted because there were so many things going around. Uh, I actually made a, a video of Shiano. For, with uh, I'm coming home in the background because I feel so passionate about Shiano. With but the, the way I see Shiano. Oh, you made that video? I made that video myself. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> it's a, it's gonna get tweeted out with the podcast, so it's okay. Um, but to get back to it, the, the way I feel about Shiano is, I know. I I I was thinking about it like this. When people go to like the college and they go away to college and like they leave a relationship and then when they come back home, the first person they go to is that person with a relationship because like they feel comfortable with them. Where yeah. like Shiano is that where like I I would be comfortable with giving Shiano the job, I would. because I know Shiano can recruit New Jersey and I know he can recruit Florida because he's always recruited Florida everywhere he's gone. Yeah, but the thing is like. Uh, I, I don't know. His coaching style is outdated. Uh, there's some things I want to get into with him. Number one, he could not defend the spread with the talent Ohio State has. Joey Bosa, guys like that. Why do you think he'll be able to do it at Rutgers? Number number two, uh, let me finish. I'll let you keep going. Because uh, you're going to make probably, a lot of good points. He's probably really going to run a pro-style offense at Rutgers, which I do not want to see. Uh, just, just being honest. I want to see a spread, something like that. You know, Maybe go a little... Oklahoma, Lincoln, Riley kind of offense. That's like a pipe dream, but, you know, something close to that. Um, and then the number three is that he is a very hard-nosed coach. And uh, I was reading an NJ.com article, so this part's probably a little off what I read. And they said that a lot of his former players didn't necessarily like playing for him. So I don't know. Like, now that that's out there, I wonder if that will hurt him in recruiting. Because uh, notably, they said Anthony Davis, the uh, – Who's a first-round draft pick from Rutgers? That's yeah, he probably. He's their, I think he's their biggest commit ever. No, uh, he's the biggest uh, draft pick ever, not commit. Commit uh, is uh, Darius Hamilton or Saban mm, Huggins. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. You're right. All right. Um, so I just want to say, like, with that, I think that might come back and hurt him in recruiting now. If they could, like, you know, coaches could be like, well, look, like your former players didn't even like this guy. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, like you, you definitely brought up good points about Shiano. There's honestly probably more going against bringing Shiano than there is bringing him back. Like, there's probably more against him than there is with him. There uh, are pros, though. I acknowledge that. Yeah, I but like, yeah, there definitely are pros. Like, I, I, I honestly think that if they hired Greg Shiano, the next home game would probably be a sellout just because of hype. Like, oh. there would be a lot of people who buy back into the program. And if one thing that would probably happen was a. Uh, in our Kasim Green interview, he said that, you know, the program doesn't really reach out to him anymore. I feel like Shiano would get a lot of the guys back involved. Yeah, like, like you would probably see, like, he had a, like, like Shiano, and I was going to make this point, when Shiano was there, Rutgers was, like, a top five college. I put guys into the pros. If you look at that, like, 05 range, you have the McCordy brothers, Kenny Britt, Mohamed Sanu, Mike Teal, Brian Leonard, Ray Rice, Anthony Davis. Um, okay, okay, that's from like 05 to like 2010. Yeah, but those were his teams. No, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm not disagreeing. He definitely put guys in the NFL, which th- that's one of the positives I'm going to say. His player development was up there. Yeah, that's, yeah. 
Um, all right, so we'll we'll start to move off of Shiano because well, we're gonna probably gonna talk about this again Wednesday. Exactly, so, yeah. we're gonna be talking about Shiano honestly probably until there's a coach named or he rules himself out. So the last point I actually want to make about Shiano, and it's not one of those like pro con things. It's actually just like a quick point was I saw an NJ.com article actually kind of maybe ran with this a little bit. Uh, he was hired by the Patriots for like I think a month back in March, and. In my opinion, the way I see that, I think that when he left the Patriots job, he kind of is is at least taking a time off of football. I don't think he would leave an NFL job with the Patriots because the Patriots excel guys more than any program, honestly. Uh, so that's just kind of like one last thought that I well, kind of had. No, I, I saw that too, and I've actually heard uh, some rumors and stuff. Uh, you know what the rumor is about why he left, right? Well, I, I saw the article that said that he left for Rutgers. No, uh, no, that's not why. Like, originally, when he left, and they said it was uh, I, I've seen a lot of people tweet about this too. And it says uh, he left for uh, more time with the family and to mend things with his family. So uh, like read between the lines with that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think that if, you know. With that being said, I don't think him taking a coaching job at a Power Five school would probably be the best thing for him. But who knows? You know, you know, you never know. But yeah, maybe he can't the football. So I we'll we'll just go. We'll go into the next one. Next coach I have. Uh, this is probably one of my other favorite hires that they could have is uh, Al Golden. Uh, he was at Temple for a while, and then he was at Miami. He's currently, I think, the linebackers coach for the Lions. But more important background information on Golden is that he is a Monmouth County guy, which is a, a county right next to uh, where Rutgers is. And he also went to Red Bank Catholic which is a big high school around here. And RBC, as of right now, has a huge connection with Notre Dame. Oh, nice. nice. I'm glad you brought that up. So, so I, I, would, I would imagine that if he got hired, the hope would be that not only can he recruit better in the state, is that he would be able to break that Notre Dame pipeline and get guys to go to Rutgers. Because you have guys like Quentin, uh, Quentin Nelson. He went to that high school. Now he's playing in the pros, went to Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, I think I think they currently have uh, two, two, think tight, two ends tight ends going to Notre yeah, Dame, yeah. and I think there might be one on the roster right now. Yeah, I think uh, I think Kevin Bachman. I think I think he's on Notre Dame's roster right now. Uh, he's probably no one about that after this, but yeah. But I I think Golden would be like a kind of a safe hire because I I think he left Miami not on the best of like last couple years under contract. I know he did a really good job at Temple, if I remember. I was young when he was hired, when he was coaching, so that's why I kind of got to like think back. Um, and I know Al Golden played high school football, I believe, with my uncle, so I kind of have to root for him a little bit. Yeah, I think Golden's best year at Miami was nine and three, which that's not terrible. Uh, he had a few six and six years. He he was overall thirty two and thirty five at Miami. 17 and 18 in the ACC. So I'm, I'm not too keen on that hire because the ACC is a, a much easier conference to play in than the Big Ten. No, I agree. I, I, don't, think, I don't think he's a break-the-bank kind of hire, though, either. No, like, beggars can't be choosers, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, do, I think he would be a very good coach to kind of, like, Bridge, take a step stable. forward. Like, I'm yeah. not expecting him to come in and next year we have a top recruiting class and we're beating Ohio State, but I think that he can come in and now it's you know, we're beating Indiana and Illinois like 
consistently or playing tight games. Like I, I think that's a hope with him. That's why I, I like Golden in this situation. Obviously, so now at home, let's let's rank. Where what was your like let's combine our lists and now let's rank them who we want hired most out of both of our lists. Alright, so mine's Butch, then Lance, then um my third was uh who? Monkin? I don't really want that, but No He, he was my Grantham. He was my Grantham. Yeah. He was a reach guy. So and obviously so I overall in our six, who would I, I think we would agree that our favorite hire would probably my I think mine yours honestly would probably be Butch Jones. I think he is a consensus number one for us. Yeah, then two would probably be two A two B Lance and uh, Greg Schiano. Yes, I I would probably say two A two B would be Lance and maybe Al Golden. Honestly. Okay. And then I would put Chiano at either that three or two B mark, and then that's him and Golden are a swap. Mm-hmm. And then four, and then who else do we have? Um, we had Grantham and then uh, Monken. Yeah, and those are those those are pretty good to clear like the end the list. Yeah. But, uh, so I think that uh, covers the reaction immediately, right? Is there anything else we want to add? No, that's it. So, like I said in the beginning, this is like a new thing. So, we'll keep our eyes out when a coach gets fired. We're going to do something like this, reactions, you know, potential head coach changes, who we see coming in, stuff like that. Um, one last question, actually, we'll do, because this kind of is, is pretty fun, too. When do you see Rutgers naming a new head coach? Is this going to be – do um, you think – Oh, my bad. I know you no, have more good. to go. I think you know the question at this point. I do. Uh, I was going to say, ideally, before the early signing period. However, I read that it's likely going to be after the uh, season. Yeah, I, I think after the season is probably the best move, but before that early signing period. Like, I think at least, at, like, maybe not after, like, the grand season, like, not after the BCS National Championship, but I think definitely after Rutgers plays whoever they played the last week. I think maybe Michigan State again or whoever, you know, whatever that last week is. At that point, then you should start hiring coaches after conference championships. Because I, I don't think it would do that coach any favors if he came in and didn't get to recruit his guys for his first year. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it, though. Yeah, I think that wraps it up. So there we go. This is a new little segment we have. Anytime a coach gets fired, uh, we'll have our instant reaction and a breakdown to it. So tweet us your reactions to Chris Ash getting fired. Who's your thoughts on who they should hire and why? And who do you think the next coach to get fired is? John, who do you think next coach to get hi- fired is? This is what we're throwing at the end. Clay Helton. Uh, I agree. Right. <laughs> it sucks because we agree with everything. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Um, that ends it, right? Yep, that'll end it.